This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Hello, everyone. It's another Tuesday night right after The Bachelorette. Uh, this is Behind the Rose Podcast. I'm your host, Blake Corson, here with my buddy, Eric Bradley. And tonight, we have special guest, Taylor Nolan. Thanks for joining us, Taylor. Hey, hey. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Yeah, absolutely. As are uh, we. Yes, yes. This is, uh, i tell you what, this is, I was just talking with, um, with our producer, Eddie, here, like, it seems like this is a completely different season from what we just saw with Claire and Dale. Like that was so wild and so different. And now this seems so much more mm-hmm. traditional. And like, I, I guess it's yeah. kind of like what the Bachelorette's almost supposed to be almost in a way. Yeah. It feels like it's embodying like all the things that make me dislike watching the show again. <laughs> 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 that I'm like, oh, it's so problematic. Why am I here totally. again? <laughs> There was a lot of toxic masculinity in this episode. <laughs> so much toxic masculinity. We'll get into that for sure. Um, but we'll start off. So basically the episode starts off and we do the grown ass man challenge, mm-hmm. uh, which there's like half the guys are there. And basically, well, and um, Ashley and uh, Jared are there. God, I almost mm-hmm. forgot his name. Sorry, Jared. <laughs> Ashley and Jared are there and they're like doing this whole date, the grown ass man challenge, um, which... I don't know. Tasha kept it almost like that. That's kind of like a theme. It seems like Tasha's like, I want a man. You know, she's like, I want a man. Yeah. I don't want a boy. Um, which yeah. I'm not entirely surprised by knowing Tasha, but that was an interesting take. Yeah, the but then she's also like reinforcing and rewarding and giving attention to men who are behaving very childish. Um, mm-hmm. So I find that part interesting. But also, it's a TV show. That's a great way. That's a great look at it though, because she kind of has, she kept saying how she wants a real man, but then the men who like don't fight and don't argue with each other, don't get any time with her. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, on this date, what was pretty funny was of course, um, Bennett, Mr. Mr. Harvard Harvard. himself. Mr. Mm -hmm. Harvard. Yeah. He struggled a little bit. He struggled a little bit tonight in the, um, the old math and spelling, uh, subjects which was hilarious. And I, of course, you know, you know, Taylor, you know how the editing goes. They were going to play that up hard. Oh, for sure. And do we, do we know what he majored in, in like at Harvard? Do we know what his actual background is? Business. (laughs) MBA of some, I actually didn't know he actually went to Harvard. Like I thought that was a joke because he like, (laughs) looks like he went to Harvard. I don't know. He actually went to Harvard. That was pretty funny. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I I I know. Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, just, I know that they did definitely try to play up like my going to Hopkins thing too, of like, I'm really intelligent. Oh. I'm super smart. Like, had I been on a date like that, I would have straight up been like, Mm-mm, don't think because I went to Hopkins, I'm like a fucking brain surgeon. Like, I majored in words, not numbers. I'm not going to get this shit right. <laughs> but that's a good point. But I feel like you probably didn't play up that you went to Hopkins, right? Where I think, I think no. Bennett's played up he definitely, a little bit. Yeah, yes. yeah. He kind of played yes. himself a little bit. He mm-hmm. was been like all season. Mr. Bougie. Yeah. 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 So he kind of played himself a little bit because then he failed that pretty badly, which was pretty funny to see. Tell you what though, Ivan nailed everything. Ivan's a smart dude, it seemed. And when mm-hmm. I say smart, I mean smart. Like under, you know, in that environment pressure, like, you know, you don't actually probably get to know. But yeah. I mean, Evan, Evan did pretty or Ivan, sorry. Ivan um did pretty well. Well, they all that did was, except for Bennett. <laughs> yeah, I know everybody I mean, got every got question, right. right? Although I think <laughs> I saw there was another guy, um, I think Ed, who had spelled limousine like very terribly. <laughs> yeah, so we actually had a question for Blake. Blake, can you smell spell I know, limousine? I, was gonna, uh, <laughs> I actually am a great speller, guys. Great speller. I'm not gonna lie, I'm really good. L I M O. Oh shit! Wait, L I M. I just played myself too. Limo. L I M O U. O U. I S I N E. Wrong. <laughs> I really am a good speller, though. I swear. Wait. Oh my goodness. It is a hard word. I'm not gonna lie. L-I-M-O. I just typed it. I spelled it right, didn't I? U S I N E. Oh, there's no I in there. Oh, I thought maybe there's yeah, an I. Yeah, I think okay, you had so one moving too on, many moving eyes. on, moving on. <laughs> I can't spell it either. I know that is actually is a hard word. I actually was more impressed that so many guys got it right, actually, because that was yeah, that's not an easy word. Um, so then. We go on. So there's, I forgot to say, so beginning of the state, they basically say there's going to be a winner and there's going to be like an ultimate loser. There's going to be like the guy who I guess is man child. What did they call it? The man child. The man child award. <laughs> That's messed up. Yeah. So there's going to be a man child award and then like the grown ass man award through the whole thing. Um, so they move from basically the, I don't know, like they went from the questions to like the tug of war to the breakfast tug of, bed. of war thing. Yeah. 
which thank God I have the word, I have chicken legs. Like you wouldn't believe. So I'm so glad I didn't have to do something like that. But would you have bailed out like like Bennett? Oh yeah. Bennett bailed out. That's right. So Bennett bails out. This was a night after losing. Yeah. After losing the, the spelling bee, um, he bails out. Do you like Bennett Taylor? What do you think about Bennett? I don't mind Bennett. I don't, (laughs) I think he's one of those people that I would, you know, kind of entertain and be able to have some quick like banter with, but I would definitely love to see like there's got to be layers under there. Like there's yeah. got to be something else underneath this whole like facade of like, I'm so fancy and I enjoy the finer things in life. Like there's got to be more underneath that, that I would definitely want to see, especially if he was someone I was like potentially dating. Mm-hmm. Um, so I hope we get to see a little bit more of that, but I mean, I don't, I don't mind him. I think he seems like a bit of comic relief in the, in the season. Um, I think he can take, I think he, I think he can take the, you know, the, the, the pokes at him. I think he yeah. do a little bit of self-deprecating it and he knows what he's doing. Um, so that's what I was going to say. Like he's a smart guy. He is no matter what the, the spelling yeah. and everything. He's a smart guy and you can tell that. And he knows the role. He almost like knows mm-hmm. the role he's going to play this season, which is like, that's a good thing to know. Sometimes when you're out there, you got to know the role you're going to play. And he clearly knows it and he's going to step into it. Um, mm-hmm. and he's done a good job of that, but I agree. I think maybe he needs to, I don't know if we'll see it. Maybe he's showing it to Tasha. I don't know if we'll see these other sides of him. Um, mm-hmm. But for the most part, I, I like Bennett. Um, so it, it rolls into basically they were supposed to make breakfast for Tasha, And Bennett crushed this part. Bennett is smooth. That's a word I would use for Bennett. He's smooth. He's a smooth talker. Um, he got in his robe. He did some breakfast in bed, got in the bed. Um, and I, I mean, thought he did a good job his there. His was pretty, it was classic. He was what, Bennett? Uh, beignets by Benoit. Yeah, ben- yeah. whatever you say. Yeah, yeah, by Benoit. That was pretty beignets. good. I mean, he's smooth. That's impressive. I think you're right, though, Taylor. Like, I think he's putting on a bit of a show, and I don't know if we've seen the real Bennett really. Yeah, and I mean, who knows? That could be something that's been pretty consistent throughout most of his life that is really authentic to him going on the show. It could also just be, I know I'm on a TV show right now, and I know, you know, the likelihood of them really giving a shit about who I am or this girl, and I actually really having a deep connection is pretty low. So I'm just going to have fun and just like do my thing. I imagine that's maybe more of the mindset that he's in on this. Um, but yeah, I, I think he, he is very smart and I think he does know exactly what he's doing. So it, it, to me, it's not highly annoying and I'm not like, Oh, he needs to get off the show. Like he's just, he's kind of there. We get it. What else? Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. And he ends up winning, um, the whole competition, you know, the grown ass man competition. So he gets the, uh, it was like a plaque or something. It's like a plaque for being a grown ass man. So he ends up winning it. That pisses some guys off. But well, what I, did he win that? I know. I don't know. I think it was, I don't get it. It's on it brand a, for him. They yeah, just yeah. wanted to be like, they just wanted to reinforce the character that, yes. yeah, this is what a grown ass man is right here is mm-hmm. this guy. And to me, I mean, I think that's also a bit questionable. And I'm like, I could go off on a whole thing about this date in general, but do it. Do yeah, it. Go. We want to hit. I mean, he can't spell. He I mean, can't, he can't do athletic competition. Well, but I think I it's think like what our talk. ideas even are of like someone being a grown ass man. Yeah. Like, I mean, he just has his shit together. I mean, it's, yeah. I, yeah, to a degree. I just think, I also think that Ashley and Jared, maybe, I don't know, like saw, cause I, if they really did pick, I don't know if they got to or not, but I don't know. I guess they saw him. He is an older guy and I feel like he comes off very distinguished. So that's kind of what they saw. Um, but I agree. I, I'm kind of confused how we want it to a little bit. Yeah. I think it, it was, it's more telling of just how, how they respond to just the challenge of being a grown ass man of like, okay, how do I show my manliness? I think there was one guy who had said, you know, um, someone who's humble and who's soft and it's like, okay, there's a different definition of being able to still be in your masculine energy and, and identify as being a grown ass man. That's not necessarily toxic or, um, like perpetuating harmful and negative stereotypes within our patriarchy. Um, but I think, even we see that like later on in the episode and I'm sure we'll get to this part, but like of Noah, you know, forcing himself into a date, right. That there, there's like this notion, I think throughout the show of like being bold and like when the guys are really going after it, that that's like something that we're rewarding because they're like being men, you know, like I want you to be a man, but it's like mm, at a certain point, that's actually like a red flag because they're not actually like respecting 
the process. They're not respecting your own, you know, ability to make decisions about what you want. And they're kind of forcing themselves and having the sense of like entitlements of like, yeah, I'm being bold. Cause like, yeah, yeah. Cause I'm here. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of it too, I think in the past when we've seen this from white men on the show versus from black men on the show, there've been very different perceptions from the audience on this. So I do think like different contestants get away with different um, behaviors in, in terms of their masculine energy that they put out on the show. But uh, yeah, I don't know. The whole date itself to me seemed a little problematic, but it also is in, in alignment with what the show traditionally does. I, I think yeah. think on one hand, though that it does like the only positive I can take away from it is that there are a few that stand out and second that people are able to actually have conversations about this because of what is shown yeah so I agree it, it, this like neither of us are shocked by like how yeah. the show portrayed this but like you said it, you, it actually showed some guys who were like not the whole toxic masculine and one of those guys I thought was well at least during this date later in the episode maybe not but during this date it was Ed right Ed ended up losing right was it Ed oh. Who lost? And he carried around that. He owned it. He carried the baby around. Thought it was funny. Kind of was like, you know, I all own this. And he carried the baby around basically the whole rest of the day, which I thought was a pretty good move. Like I thought it wasn't showing toxic masculinity. It was like owning it. You know, like yeah, I got my ass kicked. Like that's what it is. What it is. So I liked that a lot um, in in that portion of the date. Now later in the episode, I think he showed some other things. But at that point, I was like, okay, Ed, like. I see you like owning it. Like you're the man child of the group, you know? So I thought that was pretty cool. I was about to ask you, like, how do you feel like move how Ed handled the rest of the evening? Like, is that grown ass man shit or? Yeah. So then of course, yeah, we go into the cocktail hour and I was confused by the drama a little bit. Like I was, I always say like, this is the mental hunger games and you just literally wait to see who loses their mind a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I felt like it, this episode, it was chasing. Like, I feel like chasing kind of lost his mind a little bit. And he was getting mad about things that like, who, like he was mad that Bennett wore a robe. And I'm like, well, that's not a big deal, man. You know, I feel like he was just kind of losing his mind a little bit. And then, you know, mm-hmm. that happens, that'll happen here and there. But I felt like basically chasing was, I don't know how to, he wasn't really villainized. I mean, how would you picture the, how that cocktail hour went? Like, cause I mean, he wasn't really villainized. He just had drama with, um, with Ed, right? It was Ed, right? Well, and Bennett. He, and Bennett. cause he came right into that cocktail hour calling Bennett out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think one thing that like viewers typically forget when watching this and even being like pre- previous contestants on the show that we forget sometimes too, is like, how exhausting it is to be in that space and how much you're repeatedly being asked questions about shit that you don't want to fucking talk about anymore. (laughs) So I bet you Chasen was being asked repeatedly. I bet you he probably spent a full 60 minutes in an ITM with a producer (laughs) about how disrespectful is that, that he's doing that, you know, how like, yeah, like what are you doing here? You know, if this is what's going on, you know, I'm sure there was a whole processing of it for him. And like you said, it is kind of like a wait and see who cracks because it's a very intense environment. So like, Mm -hmm. I I get that part and certainly did not show him in in maybe his best light, but I mean, you're human and that shit's going to come out, especially in that environment. (laughs) Amen. And then I forgot, basically Ed ran to Tasha and like called Chasen out at one point for like wanting followers or something like that, which... I get to a degree I get maybe telling the lead it never works out for that person never makes good TV but it never works out for that person but also it's hard to grasp because we don't see that we don't we didn't see Chase and Taco mm-hmm. any of that you know so it's really hard to then run up to the lead and be like hey blah 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 you know isn't here for the right reasons or whatever you want to call it um, but the one thing I really respect Ed he ran to Tasha said it but then he ran back to Chase and it was like hey man I want to let you know I talked to Tasha and I told you you weren't here for the right reasons I was like damn like Running to the lead never works, but at least he ran back to Chasen and told him what he said to Tasha. I was, I respect that. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a move right there. Some integrity there. It is. It is. Um, One thing on that I agree. Day, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was going to switch topics here. So you can continue. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, I'm just saying, like, I think, I don't know. <laughs> 
Ed showed uh, like carrying the baby around, like showed not toxic masculinity. But then also later in that day, it was like, man, Ed, what are you doing, man? Like you, you never want to spend your time with the lead talking about somebody else. That's never a good move. That has never worked out for anybody. Um, and I think like what you said earlier, Taylor, kind of going back to what you said, like she's giving time to people who aren't grown ass men, you know, aren't there, you know, like I, I think that, you know, mm-hmm. later in the episode, we'll see, but like some of the guys just want to sit there and like are waiting for their time with Tasha and they don't want any kind of drama, but unfortunately Tasha has to deal with some of this drama and she's showing mm-hmm. that kind that attention rather than the other way around, which is frustrating. Yeah. I'm sure. Well, I think even in the previous episode, I lose track. Uh, but I think his name's Spencer. He got like the first rose when he got yeah. out, I think that first night and where I was like, what this dude what where I'm like the more and more that I have seen of him I didn't like there's bits and pieces of this episode that I didn't see but you know the pieces that were seen of him I'm like what the fuck are you doing like this is like grade a douchebaggery um man childness entitledness that I'm just like, this does not seem like what you would be looking for. Um, granted, I don't know, Tasha. I've never spoke to her. Um, and maybe there's parts of Spencer that we're seeing, that, or sorry, that she's seen that we're not seeing. Don't know. But even just that interaction to me was like, mm, that does not seem like no grown ass man to me. Yeah, we actually talked. That's funny you say that because we talked about it last episode. A recap, we were like, I think Tasha 100% gave that first impression rose to Spencer purely off physical looks like spencer's a oh, good looking for dude. sure yeah She's spencer's with a good looking dude and everything yeah but like we agree we we said the same thing we were like i don't know what she quite sees in spencer um i think it was a hundred percent physical for that first impression rose yeah sure. the volvo was making that decision yeah <laughs> <laughs> that took a second to register great. that was good that was great <laughs> sorry the vagina for there the you men. go yeah. <laughs> the vulva yeah um so one one grown-ass man thing from that date though and he kind of showed himself as a dark horse was ivan because he put the blindfold on her fed her strawberries and was mm-hmm. really smooth about it he was i like ivan so far we that's the thing mm-hmm. we haven't seen a lot of him because he hasn't been involved in drama you now know that's so one thing far. we're starting to learn these guys mm-hmm. now finally mm-hmm. and they're they're becoming characters in the show yeah. Yeah, we didn't we didn't get to see a lot of them with Clarendale. Oh, another thing, Taylor, what is your opinion on the whole smoke show? Do you mind getting called a smoke show? I mean, I, I refer to my boyfriend as a smoke show. Like I refer to him, I'm like, oh, what a hottie hot like, oh, he's smoking hot. Yeah. I, like okay. I certainly objectify my boyfriend because I want to have sex with him. Um, <laughs> so like I want us to have like sexual desire and sometimes that does require a little bit of objectification. Um, so I don't mind the smoke show thing if there's also acknowledgement and affection towards the other qualities and like an intention and in, in getting to know the you know, multi-dimensionalness of, of mm-hmm. a woman. Um, but certainly with just that exclusively, it's a little problematic. And especially yeah. for um, a woman of color, a woman who is black, that's a bit of feti- fetishization, which is a word I can never say properly. Yeah. Fetishization. That's a hard word. Fetishization. Fetishization. You know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, I got you. I got you. I know I jumped ahead there a little bit, but I just, I just, that was stuck in my head because I was like, I wonder what she thinks about smoke show because you always have like an interesting like angle of that. So I want to know what she thought. So it's a good answer. Sorry, my cat is yelling at me. I heard that in my headphone. I was like, excuse you. <laughs> That's great. So yeah, Ivan basically Ivan ends up getting the the group date rose, right? I think you I yeah. believe he ends up getting that group date rose. And we go into basically the next day and we go into um right. Well, what are your th- well well what were your thoughts? Because after obviously Ed went and told Tasha about chasing, you know, kind of being scripted and like clout chasing, obviously then like Tasha pulls Chasen aside. And confronts him on on the whole situation, which I and then chasing comes in like you know peacocks on Ed afterwards. Well, but did he peacock? Because I feel like he just wanted to smooth things over. I feel like he kind of tried to apologize, and because Ed like wasn't letting it happen. It was like I don't know. It was a weird. I just thought Ed was going to hug it out. Was a little aggressive. I mean, but, I guess a I mean, defensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But I think he was also like, listen, man, if I was aggressive, I didn't mean to be aggressive. That's not the way I meant to come across. And I thought it was, I was like, like if I was Ed and if I was in Ed's shoes, I would have been like, 
okay, thanks for apologizing, man. That like, I appreciate that. Like, thanks for manning up. And I would have hugged it out, but I felt like Ed was not having it. He was, I mean, maybe no, there was other parts like, of that conversation, but. That seems like a very much of like an antagonizer as well. Cause he yeah. knows like he's yeah. a bit smarter than Jason. I'll say Ed, Ed is pretty witty. He's pretty good with yeah. his words. He said some mm-hmm. funny lines. He's sharp. He's sharp. He said some really funny stop. lines during that argument. Yeah, yeah. When he was like, "What is this? A take your schmedium and t-shirt and sit down." And he <laughs> was like, large, "Was this a Zac Efron movie?" Yeah, this is a Zac Efron movie. That was pretty funny. Um, but yeah, I don't know. If I was Ed, I would have hugged it out. I would have moved on. Um, but he wasn't having it. And basically, the guys had to get up. That's right. The guys had to get up and like go kind of break it up, if you will. So yeah, because it was going nowhere. Yeah, mm-hmm. which circles. Which has mm-hmm. worked out well for the producers because then they could they could let it um, bleed into the next uh, group date, uh, which they certainly did because basically I feel like this date was made for those two. But basically, these guys got oiled up and wrestled. They full on like full contact wrestled, mm-hmm. which was actually pretty intense at times, like super intense at times. Um, but I always thought, I thought the beginning was so because Taylor, you know how it is before the dates and everything. They'll tell you like, I don't know, like dates like that to tell you like stretch or shadow box or like get to each other's faces and act tough, you know. And I feel like they were doing that, which is pretty funny. And I thought it was all fake. And then they got in the ring and it was real, like very real. Yeah. I couldn't believe how hard they were hitting each other and stuff. So it was pretty intense and a lot of toxic masculinity. Again. Yeah, it was uncomfortable. It was. Like, that's not, like, if I were Tasha there, I'd be like, can can y'all not? Like, can you all stop, please? Because this makes me feel incredibly uncomfortable. And this is not like, oh, like, they're really fighting for me. And like, oh, I get to see, like, who's the strong one. Like, no. Like, and I think she did say at one point, she's like, oh, you know, I thought it, this was just kind of like a playful thing. But, like, they're really serious. Like, well, no shit, they're really serious. Because they're on a fucking competition to date you. And they're on national television. And, like this environment is like literally built for them to step into that and like turn on their primal, you know, that fucking brainstem and all the shit in their brain is like, Ooh, Ooh, <laughs> like <laughs> that's my, that's so my true. Neanderthal, like, <laughs> you know, all that's coming out. And I think it's just like, I would love for them to have a date, which like, With Claire, right, they had, like, the love languages date, which I think they missed out on a lot of, like, things that they could have built off of that. But, like, can we get more shit like that that's actually showing men talk about their feelings, right? Like, Mm -hmm. as I'm sure you can relate, Blake, the show was Mm -hmm. the first time that most men on the show were even talking about their feelings to begin with. (laughs) Um, So, like, maybe we can get to know them in deeper ways and have dates that are challenging in that way as opposed to just, let's show how physically strong and sexy you are and how, like, hard you can fight for me. Yep. I don't know. No, I agree. I even me watching it, I was uncomfortable because I so when I watch the show now, I always put myself in those guys' shoes and I'm like, man, I would not feel comfortable like, like trying. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I'd be like, man, this is super weird. But again, this show was able to show somebody who stood out to me, and that was Joe. Joe is the man. I love that guy. He just owned it. He's like, you know what? I'm scared. <laughs> like, yeah, no I'm chance. <laughs> yeah. Which is which was great that he owned it. And he was just like, you know, he's having fun with it. He wasn't taking himself too seriously. So Joe really stood out to me during that, which I thought was pretty. I, I like that. Like, I think as these, you know, these dates are supposed to show these tough guys and these badasses. It also shows guys who don't take themselves too seriously and are in touch with their emotions. Mm-hmm. And I think Joe stood out to me for that. And that was pretty good. That was pretty cool. For sure, I like Joe a lot. It was funny when they when they walked into that date when they when Ed saw what they were doing, his face was like shook, and he yeah, was like, and then "Oh Ed shit!" Because like, no. it was no clearly way. clearly for him and Jason, and of course, mm-hmm. the finale um, fight, I guess, was uh, between Jason and Nick, and or sorry, Jason and Ed, and Ed's been he's been talking a lot, and he decides to bow out. Um, he basically says his shoulders, right? Is that what he said? Yeah, his shoulders? Like I said earlier, this was the bailout episode. Yeah, there were yeah, a few he had times. A lot of, like physical ailments. Yeah, yeah physical on his shoulder. Ailments. And Chris called him out. He's like, "Man, you're built like Zeus." <laughs> That's the other thing. He's not a small guy. Like he's a big he dude. Like he looked tall. He stood up next to Chase, and I was like, "Dang, he's got him by about 15 pounds." But um, he, he decides to back out. Now, say what you want about this. I know there's going to be some people out there being like, man, like, you know, he was out. He was talking all the talk. And I agree to it. Per, like, to a degree, I agree. But 
if he really does have bad shoulders, like I wouldn't want to be the guy who dislocates. I wouldn't want to be Clay Harbor who breaks his wrist on a bachelorette date, you know, a bachelorette yeah. football date. Like I wouldn't want to bless my shoulder on <laughs> a bachelorette date. Exactly. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. Um, yeah. But Chase ends up basically, oh, oh no. Yeah. You talked about this. So Noah hops over the fence. Very bold like, move. Yeah. And he's like, I want to fight for Tasha's heart, you know? Um, which again, like you said, it was a lot of the, like, oh, I'm oh, even know. as you like say what happened, I'm throwing up in my mouth. <laughs> I'm so glad we had you on for this episode, Taylor. This worked out so great because I feel like you're not afraid to talk about this kind of stuff where I think a lot of people just rolled with it, but I feel like you're not afraid to talk about like the toxic masculinity yeah. that was shown during this episode. Not going to let the patriarchy hold me down. Yeah. Get him. <laughs> um, well, yeah. So basically Chasen ends up beating um, Noah, but everybody's so mad at Noah. Uh, Noah kind of held his own though. He, I agree. I thought, bit. you know, I mean, if somebody was like, Hey, do you want to jump in the ring? I mean, not only fight for Tasha, but also like you get a chance to like see Tasha later that night. Like I thought there'd be like five guys trying to jump over that fence, but Noah did it. Fought. All right. Chasen beat him. Um, but the guys were mad at Noah at this point. They're super mad at him. Mm -hmm. And of course that rolls right in <laughs> to the group cocktail hour where Noah's getting a lot of time with Tasha and none of the guys are happy about it. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know. What do you think of Noah Taylor? I, do you mind Noah? What do you think of Noah? The mustache, the mustache. I'm going to say that the guys like hatred and anger for him has been growing since they literally saw his face. It's so true. <laughs> like, I think that the stash from the get-go has just been slowly building a fuming fire inside of these guys. And with each, like, act that Noah does towards Tasha or with the guys, it's just, like, another strike. It's, like, another, like, this dude is an annoyance. Like, what is he doing here? He doesn't belong here. He's not here for the right reasons. Like, I think all these thoughts are going on these guys' heads from the second they saw this fucking stash. And <laughs> him, like, jumping over the fence, being like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do it. I mean, I, I get – I'm like, I get why Atasha's like, oh, you know, you're the only one that, like, stepped in. Like, I appreciate that. So, like, come hang out with us. But at the same time, it doesn't – genuinely feel like he's jumping in there because he wants to spend time with Tasha. Like I I'm sure he is genuinely interested in her, but I personally don't see it and I don't see I think I think this this is what I think irks me about him. I think similar to Bennett, he has this like persona that he's trying to put on and it's this mask, and I want to be like, can you take this man-child mask off, shave the fucking stash, right? Which <laughs> loved that loved that Tasha did it because I'm a big fan of like grooming, like couples grooming each other. I think it's like super fun and like sexy to do and very intimate. Um, okay. So I was a fan of that piece, but it was like even for her, it annoyed her because it was like, what are you doing? Like, can you get rid of this so I can actually see you and actually get to know you? And mm -hmm. I think that that shows up for the guys too. Um, so I'm I'm not particularly a fan. Sure, he's a great dude. Um, not my cup of tea. So I think I think you you touched on something there where you said like Noah maybe isn't at that point when he jumped into the ring. I think he did it more to be the antagonist, and I think he yeah. feeds off the other guys, like kind of mm -hmm. not liking him. So I yeah. think you're right. Maybe he didn't jump in there for Tasha. I think he jumped in there yeah. being more like, like the guy. This is gonna piss off the guys and hot. And camera in. time. Honestly, yeah, and, oh, yeah, I think that's yeah, in the back yeah. of his head. Camera time. If he knows yeah. he's coming in there with a stash, he knows he's giving himself attention. I think he wants the attention. He likes the attention. Um, there's nothing wrong with wanting attention. Attention, but what's your, what's your purpose in that? Like, what is your intention for wanting attention would mm -hmm. be my question. And I think what makes Noah's mask irk me a little bit more than Bennett's mask, if we're saying that they both have one, mm -hmm. um, is that I feel like Noah doesn't really actually hold up to his. It seems like it's out of insecurity of who he really is versus Bennett that seems like this is a funny thing because people are already going to think this about me. Yeah. At least that's my perspective. No, I agree with Bennett a thousand percent because I think 
yeah, I think he just isn't taking himself seriously. I think Noah is maybe taking himself a little more seriously and like likes to be the almost the villain to the guys in there. Mm-hmm. They sure because he basically got he had time with her to begin with, picked her, and then he went back. She groomed him, and that pissed the guys off. She he went back for more time. Of course, that always angers the guys. Yeah. Um. So yeah, at this point, everybody's kind of hating on Noah. But let's get to like the real conversations of this day because I think there were some really cool moments. It seemed like Tasha got some connection with these guys, and of course, Brendan. I feel like she had a great, another great little moment with Brendan. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was adorable when he was literally mid mid sentence, and she grabs his face and starts kissing him. I was like, "Damn, mm-hmm. she is into him. She's clearly smitten by Brendan." Um, and it's I think he's getting kindergarten crushes. Yeah, yeah, like. for sure. They got butterflies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and I thought it was funny when she like called him out for like talking too much she was just like shut the hell up you seem <laughs> she's to like i don't want to keep talking like yeah I, I love there's that. a song who what song is this i think it's mm-hmm. ariana i'm so into you let's get to something a little less talking a little more a little something. more yeah yeah no i do know i don't know maybe it's like a christina it, aguilera song or something i don't know i think it's older yeah i think it's an older <laughs> song <laughs> we just showed our age Taylor. <laughs> yeah i'm like i don't i really I don't know <laughs> but no i agree i think I don't know. I thought it was super cute. And I, I think even from the one-on-one they had the week before you could tell, but especially mm-hmm. there, I was like, Oh damn, she is into him. Um, yeah. and then what other guys did she really have time with? I'm trying to even remember. Well, she's feeling Ben. So she was, that's right. I wanted to get and to Ben kind of missed his opportunity. Yeah. yeah. Man, this happens. I remember it happened to Chris on my season. Like if you get too complacent and you get too like, I don't need to see her tonight. Like, I'm not worried. I'll get my time. That's a bad move. That is a bad move. Like you have to make time. She is dating a bunch of other dudes, you know, like you can't forget that. And when, as soon as Ben started talking about how he's not nervous, I was like, "Uh Oh, either they they really played that up on him. Yes. Yes. So I'm like, "Uh Oh, either producers are not gonna let you have time with her or you're honestly not making an effort. Um, but this is why I love Tasha as bachelorette because he she sat down and he tried to pull her away again and she was like no like night's over uh, i'm pretty disappointed mm-hmm. that she didn't come and see me um and then i just love that and i think ben was even shook by it a little bit but that's why i respect Tasha so much as the bachelorette she isn't she's not taking no shit and i like that about her mm-hmm. yeah i think the <laughs> in in the whole like hype up for him of like i'm not worried i'm not worried he made a comment of like He's just, he's trying to have the best love story. And that right there for me was like, ding, 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 red flag alert. Um, (laughs) And similar to like the things that Blake, I think is his name, has said um, as well of wanting to have this like love story. And I think that can be really problematic because in a way you are also like feeding into this like fairy tale thing that's not necessarily real and in that it's like okay do you just want a story then or do you actually want like the real life every day of what this is going to be um and then in building up of that story are you really being your true authentic self in that connection or are you being what the character that you think you should be and what these fairy tales tell you this should look like. Um, so that was really concerning for me. I did appreciate that Tasha was like, well, no, you should have gotten your time like earlier. Like you should have, you know, I was kind of waiting for that, but I don't remember if this was something she said or something that she said in, in like an ITM don't really remember. And maybe it didn't happen at all, but pretty sure there was a point in that where it was like, you know, I want you to be a man and like step up. Was there something like that? Cause in my yeah, head, and I like feel like that. I jotted it down, um, of yeah. like, you know, I, I want someone to be a man and like come up and, you know, pursue me essentially. And that's where, again, I think because already we have this like grown ass mandate, I'm like, ah, oh, like what? Because he's not like forcing himself or like being really assertive or aggressive in his pursuit of you. Like, does that make him less of a man? Like maybe yes, certainly it's not good to get complacent, but Maybe he was just saying, yeah, I want to let, you know, I don't feel anxious of like, I need to get my time right now. I know I'll get my time at the end of the night and I'll feel okay with that. And like, I I think, I don't know if it were me, I'm trying to think like, would I have been irritated if I was like waiting around all night and hoping that he would take me? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, if I don't want to play into these like gender roles, if I really want to see him, then like that would also be on me to be like, mm-hmm. hey, I want to talk to you. And then when he does say, 
hey, it's the end of the night now, you know, before you do the rose, can can we chat? And be like, you know what? I've been waiting to chat with you. And like, yeah, let's talk about this because like, why didn't you come and get me earlier? You know, like this is why I didn't because I really wanted to feel like wanted by you. And so I wanted you to come and approach me. Um, maybe there could have been room for conversation on that. Maybe Tasha was just like, Mm-mm, nope, <laughs> I don't want to have to even question that. Similar to Claire when none of the it. guys took yes. her. <laughs> like, Claire was like, Yes. Come and yeah. get me. I want your attention. Yeah. Yeah. And that's certainly not a good feeling when you're like, oh, does nobody here actually want to engage with me? Like what is happening? Um, so yeah, I think, I don't know. I, I have mixed feelings on that, but I definitely don't like the, I'm just trying to have the best love story here. Like, yeah. That was I'm a good catch. I didn't, yeah. Story. I didn't think about that. Um, yeah, because that's a good point. Like if he just wants the best love story, but isn't, I mean, it's a love story. Maybe, you know, you know, when they, they edit it down and stuff and it's on the television, but then in the real life, like you just said, it's uh, it's way different yeah. at least. But yeah. I also think you, you touched on something where I think the reason Tasha, I, mean, I think Tasha's into Ben. And mm-hmm. so I think she, more than anybody, she did kind of want him to come up. Like if it was just somebody else mm-hmm. and didn't yeah. come up, I don't think it would have been a big of a deal. I think it was like an ego she, thing too. Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. So you I think that she was a bit disappointed. It. Mm-hmm. You really could, like in her face, you really could. Um, but basic, so yeah, basically Ben asked her and she's like, nah. And then she turns around and she gives the group date rose to Noah, which again, to me, like we just talked about, kind of enforces the, she he jumped in the ring, he fought for her, you know, he interrupted twice to come and get her. And it, it kind of does enforce that. Like she wants somebody who's bold, who is, I guess, you know, like is going to come get her rather than, Maybe, you know, her go get him. Maybe that's how Tasha is. Um, but that definitely reinforced that whole idea around this whole episode was like, that. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. the theme of this episode is even more testosterone filled than I've, I've seen in a long time. <laughs> like from the beginning. It really yeah. was. Now that I like think about it. Yeah. Like, you know, the, the like grown ass man date. Or yeah. And then the All boiled the between Chasen and Ed. Yeah. Dang, you're mm-hmm. right. Like this was there a very testosterone-filled, yeah, episode for sure. Um, and there were some little bright moments between Brandon and Joe, um, and some of the other guys, but and Ivan, um, and even and Zach. Zach. Yeah. Oh yeah, Man, that's right. That you did have a good like little moment. I yeah. like Zach a lot too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as soon as I saw it, he's like a substance abuse uh, counselor. <clears throat> and as soon as I saw that, I was like, I knew he was different than these other guys on the show. Yeah. Like he is a mm-hmm. real straight shooter. I was like, I could fuck with him. I feel like he is very raw, very real. And I was like, that's for sure my kind of dude. And I think he's very different than the typical guy that they do cast on the show. So I'm happy to see someone like him on the show. And I do hope that he gets a little bit more airtime because he seems cool. Now, yeah, that's I'm glad a you guy who's up. on his grown ass man shit. Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. I, mm-hmm. For like sure. Zach a lot. Yeah. And even, I think there was a moment when Tasha actually said it. She's like, <laughs> you seem different. You seem old. Mm-hmm. And then she stopped herself and he's like, you can say older, can which say I older. love that. I like that yeah. he said that. He's like, no, you can, I'll own that. I'm older and I'm more mature. Like you can, yeah. like, I like that. I'm, yeah. I'm glad you brought up Zach. Cause I think he's <clears throat> so far, I think Tasha's into Brandon and Zach, who I think are good mm-hmm. dudes. Like they seem like grown ass yeah. men, I guess, if you want to say it that way. Like, I think they, they kind of are a little bit more mature and kind of staying out of the, the mm-hmm. drama a little bit. So, so far I think she's, she's her pickers pretty well right now. So we'll see. Yeah. Well, and I think it's, it's like sad to me because I think I'm sure Tasha has dated a lot of fuck boys and dealt with a lot of man children as I think many women do. And even just the fact that she's interacting with Zach who does have his shit together emotionally, physically, tangibly, like logistically, like is a whole thing going on is like a, whoa, like you're different kind Mm -hmm. of a thing. Like makes me sad because it's like, yeah, this doesn't have to be this like intangible thing that women think is like unattainable and that we have to deal with these like little fuck boys and and man children who are just like stinking of toxic masculinity. (laughs) Um, you know, that, that, guys like Zach, at least from what we're seeing so far of him um, and what we're seeing on a TV show about him um, is totally attainable and things that like you do deserve is like that, (laughs) that honest and open communication, that vulnerability and honesty. Um, You know, and I think it's fantastic to see that she is experiencing that and don't know if what her relationship history is like. I'm assuming here that she's, you know, 
similar in, in my experiences and, and other girlfriends and whatnot that I know, but, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I, I definitely am a fan of, of Zach, um, Brendan. I'm like, I don't know yet. We'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I know. Yeah. I think right now those are the two front runners and maybe Ben, you throw Ben in there too. I think those are kind of the top three and it seems like, so basically Tasha gives this, this rose to uh, the group date rose to Noah. And it looks like then they kind of cut it off to the preview for next week. And looks like it's more of the same to be completely honest. It kind of looks like a lot of peacocking from the guys and a lot of like, um, I don't know, them like fighting for Tasha's, um, I guess time, which, is not again we talked about this pretty normal for the show which i get because they have a show and everything and they have almost like a blueprint um but i think i guess my prediction for the rest of the season kind of is i think taisha i think it's going to get more dramatic because i think the guys are going to fall hard for taisha but also i think taisha is going to fall a little harder for these guys than i think she thought she would and i think she might fall for a couple different ones Mm -hmm. um and that's going to make for a pretty wild ending because i mean we only really have maybe four or five episodes left so gonna make for a pretty wild ending i think that's my prediction but we'll see mm-hmm. yeah but all, all in all i like these guys i think there's a few good ones in there um i like they're older zach he's older 37 36 37 mm-hmm. whatever so yeah, yeah i think it's got bennett's 39 you know so i think uh we'll see but i, I like most of these guys so mm-hmm. we'll see you never know awesome taylor well we got some questions for you we got some questions for you. Yeah. Oh boy. Okay. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> well, first of all, um, I got a lot of questions about the new boo. The oh new boo. Yeah. 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 So I honestly kind of want to know because obviously I saw, you know, and I, I know most of the story, but I guess most people just mm-hmm. want to know, like, how did you guys meet and did you meet in quarantine? No, no. I, yeah, I so, didn't think so. I thought it had been a while ago. Yeah. Yeah. So we met like over a year ago. We met September 2019 um, and then had our first excation in October and then another in November and then another in December. And then, <laughs> <laughs> then we spent New Year's together. Um, oh. And then, yes, yeah, so we like rang in 2020 together. And um, yeah, we met at... Same place I met my ex. Um, <laughs> we met at a it's like a conference for like tech people and like startup people and investors uh-huh. and stuff. But they hold it at like a camp for children, so it's like you disconnect to connect kind of a thing mm, um, in Canada and like Northern Ontario. So yeah, we met at Fireside in September 2019. Um, did more like casual sexcation stuff for the first like six months. Took a little bit of a break because wanted to like figure out what kind of relationship we actually want with each other. It's a lot to be long distance and um, like invest the money and the time and like figuring out what we really want with each other. And then, yeah, in June, he came um, we were supposed to have a trip in, in February and then potentially in March as well, but things happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then yeah, June, he was here. He came. He's from in, Canada, right? Yeah. In Toronto. No, he, yeah. Toronto. Yeah. That's what I thought. Oh, okay. so he's from the opposite side of Canada though. From the yeah. yeah. complete opposite. <laughs> yeah. That's why I was like, this is a lot. <laughs> um, long, long that's long distance. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. Um, And yeah, so he came August and stayed like most of the month of August. And then he's been here since October 3rd. And um, yeah, it was funny before I came on. He's like, what are you going to talk about? I was like, probably you at some point. (laughs) And he was like, me. And I was like, yeah, probably. I'm sure. say hi. (laughs) (laughs) He went out for a walk. So I could record. (laughs) But he might come back in at some point. And and I'll say hi. Yeah. So him being in Canada, I got a question here. Would you move to Canada full-time? Is that an option? Like, wh- is it? It is? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I love Canada. So Toronto is beautiful. Um, I love too. Toronto especially. <laughs> I like yeah. Toronto. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love Canada. Um, I do really like Vancouver and I love Victoria, actually. Ottawa is like probably my favorite, except it gets way, way too fucking cold there. Yeah. Like, I can't <laughs> do it. Um, I do love Toronto. I have a ton of friends in Toronto. Um, but yeah, Vancouver would be our ideal. Um, we would love to be able to move there together. So we'll see how that pans out. But um, yeah, like, he would be down with living in the States too. He loves Seattle. Um, so he'd be down living here too, but, um, making Canadian and living in the U S is not super fun. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) things are a lot more expensive here for him. Um, so yeah. 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 
Vancouver no, might be Vancouver. the most beautiful city in North America. And if any of our listeners have never been there, must travel destination. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to be biased and say Seattle is. Because like, <laughs> we got Mount Rainier. Vancouver doesn't. I mean, Vancouver has the mountains, but like we have Mount Rainier, which I just True. can't get over. <laughs> She's so like majestic. She's magical. You can see it from anywhere. Any, I yeah. remember flying in Mount and Rainier. looking out the window and being like, whoa, yeah. Yeah, anytime so that, I would leave and fly back home, I would cry. I mean, I'm a cancer, so I'm naturally just emotional <laughs> anyway. But okay, every I'm time I would come home, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> every time I'd come home and I'd see Mount Rainier and I'd see the Space Snow, I would just start like crying. I'm like, oh my God, I live in the most beautiful place ever. I love it here. <laughs> that's so you, Taylor. <laughs> so that's, that's a okay. good lead into my question then from one of yeah. our uh, followers. Uh, what's your favorite non-touristy thing to do in Seattle? Oh, my favorite non-touristy thing to do is to go to the Ballard Farmer's Market. I'm there every single Sunday. Um, that is just like the absolute cherry on top of, of my whole week. Um, everyone goes to Pike Place and tourists call it Pike's Place. It's Pike, not okay. Pike's. Noted. Noted. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, like your tourism will show when you say Pike's Place. Um, but yeah, not, I mean, it's still a great market, but yeah, the Ballard Farmer's Market. And I would probably have to say Green Lake and Golden Gardens, non-touristy things that are just, I mean, Green Lake is essentially like a loop and I love to rollerblade it and then hop in the lake or like go out in a uh, floaty on the lake and it's super nice. Um, and Golden Gardens, like huge beach, bon- beach bonfires have like beautiful views of the Olympic mountains. Same with Alki, but a lot of people do actually go to Alki. Um, so oh, yeah. Alki is yeah. a fun little spot. Yeah. I used Spots. to live over there and it was beautiful. Gosh, I've only been to Seattle once. Spots so I've never been to any chips. of these spots. I need to go. I need to visit. Damn it. And I like I could go off. On I know. So you Seattle. Just, like you I just... love talking about Seattle. <laughs> That's Seattle how long have you awesome. lived there? How long have you lived there? Um, so I've lived here for the last five years. I moved back here in 2015, but I did elementary school out here. So oh, okay. yeah, my mom moved me out here when I was like four and a half. Like didn't tell like anyone on like the other side of my family where she was going. So like, they just thought I like, like disappeared into thin air, um, and moved me out here. And then she met my stepdad out here who was in the air force. And then that's why we moved away. So, yeah. Gotcha. Um, so one more question for you, because I love how open you are about kind of when you're going through anxiety and stress and all that. And we, we talk a lot about that on our podcast as well. And I got a, Mm um, a listener here who's wondering, what are your best quick tips to relieve stress and anxiety for you? Masturbate. (laughs) Have an orgasm. Okay. Same. Honestly, same. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It is. (laughs) It is no different than when you have a ton of anxiety and you say, you know what? I need to go to the gym. I need to go for a run. Um, I will masturbate and orgasm or I will sit there and cry. Um, so those are like my two big things. Um, both allow me to like get in touch with my body and allow my body to like naturally release tension, um, in a way that feels pleasurable, right? So like orgasms are super pleasurable, but crying at Mm -hmm. the end, when you finished crying, like you've got hormones and chemicals being released in your brain that feel really great and that are rewarding you for letting all of that come out. So I consider crying pleasurable and is definitely one of the number one ways that I cope with anxiety. Um, so yeah, those would be the the two the biggest two, things. I completely, there's nothing like a good cry. Like sometimes I think a lot of people like fight it sometimes, but I tell oh, you what, yeah. there's nothing like a good cry. Men listening guys, get a good cry in, get mm-hmm. a good cry in because you're going to feel a thousand times better. I tell you what. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know, when it's like building up and you're just like going about the day and you're like, you're just like feeling like, and then you stub your toe and then you're like, you just fucking lose it. And you're like, what's wrong with me? I just stubbed my toe. Why am I crying now? And it's like, well, because you should have fucking cried like five hours ago and you didn't. (laughs) Like five years ago. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) This cry's been waiting to come out. Yeah. Oh, that's good. So you you mentioned the masturbate because like every time, like when you say that, it brings me to like something Ben Higgins always says, and it's his favorite (laughs) line. And this is going to shock everybody. His favorite like rap line is Lil Wayne's. As soon as I come, I come to my senses. (laughs) 
<laughs> and there's so much truth to that. There is, yeah, absolutely. You would never expect like, that from Ben Higgins. <laughs> just get like you realize, no. re- release everything. It's so true. No. Yeah. Well, one of the things actually I didn't even know about Ben was he studied at the Kinsey Institute for yeah. like a hot minute. When I was on um, his podcast, I was like, "What you did?" I was like, "Okay, I've been sleeping on you, Ben. Like, I gotta talk to you more." <laughs> he sneaks up on you. There's a lot That's about the Ben. Most people don't know. Man, you'll ever uh-huh. meet, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely a, a stand-up guy there. But um, yeah, with masturbation, I mean, when you do release all of that, it certainly helps give you a little bit more of a clearer head. You're more in touch with your body. You're more in touch with your emotions. Like our bodies hold so much. Mm-hmm. And when we're able to like physically release that through orgasm or through ejaculation, like it's, it's magical. And I think especially <laughs> like for folks who have like vulvas and vaginas and clits, like the the <laughs> clit is literally the only organ in the all of our bodies, even when you got a penis, the only organ, as far as we know, that's exclusive purpose is pleasure. Like what a gift. Interesting. What a gift. <laughs> like, yeah, like the purpose of the organ, the only thing that they've been able to determine via research is that it's for pleasure. Like, what? what? <laughs> you know what? This gift. is a good little tease into is your podcast that I've been wanting to, <laughs> to plug the entire time we're talking <laughs> because this is the guys, yeah. if you are very interested in the last five minutes you have got to listen to Taylor's <laughs> podcast it really will change your life because she is not afraid to talk about stuff like that which is fantastic well thank you I mean same for you Blake you're very very open as well um and I super appreciate you having me on here this has been a blast no yeah no thanks and I I also was on your podcast guys so go check out that episode yeah. um out there and is there anything else titled can- the one where Blake didn't go to stagecoach was the name of the episode. (laughs) (laughs) But where can they find your pod all over? Yeah. 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 So best place to find me is on Instagram at Tamoka and in the link in my bio, I've got everything for the podcast. We also have Instagram for the podcast at let's talk about it underscore podcast, um, on any of your favorite podcast apps. Um, so yeah, that's probably it. I think. Perfect. Yeah. So everyone go check out Taylor on Instagram and go check out her pod. Let's talk about it. Thanks for coming on, Taylor. I appreciate it. Yeah. yeah thanks this for is having fantastic. me. Yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah.